it's the most controversial movie of Martin Scorsese's career. Today I'm talking about The Last Temptation of Christ. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm uh, kind of revamping or reintroducing a segment i've done before called controversial classics and this is mostly handling movies that are probably better known for the outrage surrounding them than the film themselves so this is i think a very good example because this one literally had a terrorist attack related to it which we'll get into shortly but it is <laughs> the martin scorsese's the last temptation of christ starring willem dafoe so without further ado let's get started If you're hearing about a Martin Scorsese controversy nowadays, it's probably due to one of two things. Either something Scorsese said about Marvel movies, or someone is misinterpreting the message of one of his movies because the visual flashiness tricks people into thinking that someone like Jordan Belfort should be celebrated. But none of that holds a candle to The Last Temptation of Christ. Despite Scorsese being a very public Catholic for his entire life, the controversial film, based on the book of the same name, earned the legendary director scores of death threats, protests, and even a terrorist attack against a cinema playing the movie in Paris. But almost two decades decades later, is the movie even worth that level of anger? And is it any good? Let's dig in. Willem Dafoe stars as Jesus of Nazareth as he goes through his life and spiritual mission to guide his people towards salvation. However, the real question that remains is whether or not Jesus can withstand a series of temptations, including a final unexpected temptation. The Last Temptation of Christ is a solid film. There are reasons it is not among Scorsese, it's not among Scorsese's finest regarded, and for reasons we'll get into, but the cinematography, Willem Dafoe's central performance, and Peter, Peter Gabriel's score are all great. But we're not here for that. We're here for what made people mad. And there are a lot of reasons that people were mad about this movie. Some I think are valid, but mostly I think most of the people were upset were either misguided or digging into the frivolous things. Let's get into the two big ones. First, we have Jesus as a man. One of the most fascinating aspects of the book and film is that it portrays Jesus as torn between his human impulses and his divine origins. A great example is when Jesus defends Mary Magdalene from a stoning. While his words to the would-be stone throwers explore love and kindness, Jesus admits that he felt hate in his heart, and all that came out was love. And I kind of get why some people who view Jesus as their infallible Lord and Savior would bristle at this. While the film is very clearly asking spiritual questions through the Christian Savior, seeing Jesus talk about the hate he felt may be off-putting. But for me, this is perhaps the best examination of Jesus' dual nature on film. How he, how he could be human and divine, how he could have fallible thoughts but not fallible actions. If nothing else, it's a thought-provoking idea. And then we have the big one, which is The Last Temptation. The titular Last Temptation is seemingly what pissed everybody off, mostly because it has the most lurid and blasphemous elements of the film. So let's break down exactly what happens. Towards the end of the film, film's end, Jesus is on the cross when he's approached by an angel. This angel says it will relieve him of his pain and leads him to have a life with Mary, including love, on-screen sex, and children. But this leads to chaos and death because, as Judas reveals, that angel is actually the devil implementing his final temptation. 
This is of note because we've already had the temptations of the des in the desert on screen. But this, and this is the most important part, Jesus doesn't actually succumb to these temptations despite them being portrayed on screen. He accepts his responsibility and dies as he does in scripture on the cross. Honestly, from this perspective, it makes Jesus look more human and more divine because he was able to grasp human happiness and denied it for himself. Not that anyone knew that or cared. All they seemed to take away was that the pure savior was defiling himself by lying with a woman. And I get that this is something that's something conservative and fundamentalist Christians are always on about, but come on guys. And then there's the thing that people right then there's the thing that people rightly get prickly about. One of the biggest hang-ups people have about this movie, at least the one I agree with, are some of the performances, notably Harvey Keitel's Judas. Now, Keitel is a great actor who has made more classic movies than I can count, but he also takes swings every now and then that don't work, like using his natural New York accent to play Judas. And it's, as nitpicky as this might sound, I get the gripe, because Defoe is applying, isn't applying any kind of accent or effect, but affect, but his speeches and language all feel big, spiritual, and in line with the biblical stories. Judas, on the other hand, feels, well, as distracting as Edward G. Robinson in The Ten Commandments was in a far more intense, in a, in far more intense and nuanced movie. The verdict is, it's still fascinating and worth a watch. Though some elements are out of place, even within its own style, The Last Temptation of Christ feels less blasphemous and more like an attempt to understand the incomprehensible. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.